All right, we are going to try this again. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On crossover between the Avalanche and Mr. Adam Denker from the Locked On Lightning, because when these two teams get together, you got to have a crossover. So a lot to get to on today's episode, including the matchup between these two and that Hart Trophy race. New episode of Locked On Avalanche and Locked On Lightning coming at you. are Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. It would not be a podcast with myself and Mr. Adam Denker if there was not some technical difficulties. Uh, Denker and I go back to the, and he even had a wardrobe change. Uh, what what the heck do you have on now? What is this? Got the, not uh, monstrosity you have on right now. Chain. Okay, you guys so, were wearing, uh, you guys were wearing Colorado stuff, so <laughs> felt left out. So that's what you went with. Okay. Uh, anyway, we Denker and I we, we used to host a, the, an episode of Lockdown NHL, and it was just like we always had issues connection wise and stuff like that. And um, we haven't done a crossover in a while. And what happens? connection issues and problems left and right so we we're on uh version 2.0 of this episode right now uh we weren't that far into it which is a good thing but we had yeah. to basically restart so we're doing that now hopefully this one sticks and welcome everybody to a, a very special crossover and making this your first listen of the day of locked on avalanche and locked on lightning uh yeah these two teams battling it out on the ice on thursday uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that heart trophy race, which is, uh, obviously very talked about, especially with these two fan bases. Um, and we'll get some predictions as well. So where we want to start, uh, yet again is the state of, of both of these teams. And so Adam, uh, fill in kind of, uh, avalanche fans on how things are going for the lightning so far this year it's been uh an entertaining one even for someone that doesn't follow them uh as closely as like you or so you know fan of the team they're a team that is still in the you know there's they're still in the the talked about circles of the nhl because they're the lightning they they have a, a good a good history and a good recent history but how how have things been going this year for them things well let's start off from the beginning so <laughs> we start off the year without Andre Vasilevsky, which tinfoil hat time real quick, which I didn't get into into the first version of this attempted <laughs> podcast. I was under I you get news and in injury about him. I believe it was like late. It was like August, September that he has his issue with his back. He's getting surgery. He's going to be out for the first two months. By the way, I think he's been playing with it since last year, but no one's going to hmm. admit to that at this point. Mass right. conspiracy, I think, that no one's talking about. It's up there with Watergate. But really, so, wow. So you go, you start the season with former Avalanche goaltender Jonas Johansson, who, in my opinion, loved JoJo. I thought he did a very good job to start off the year. Uh, the guy was the starting at some at one point, it, we were actually entertaining the idea that this guy could play, could possibly split time with Vasilevsky once he comes back. You know, Chris, oh, you stop know me. It. I, oh, stop it. You, you know me. At one point, <laughs> he was playing so well. And when I mean so well, he had a shutout that 
I thought we could possibly entertain the fact that, okay, you know what? We'll ease Vasilevsky into the conversation. In the meantime, he's splitting time with JoJo. Didn't work out as well. Uh, the Lightning were out of the playoffs, basically, and it looked like they were in a downward spiral that they could not come back from once Thanksgiving rolled around. That's American Thanksgiving for you listening in Canada. <laughs> and so... Vasilevsky comes back. He's not looking himself. The defense is playing terrible. The only shining star, which we'll get into later on, is Nikita Kucherov at that point. And then things start to to slowly turn around for this Lightning team. They get into the wild card. They're battling it out uh, with Detroit, Jersey, uh, a couple other teams, Washington. The Flyers are in there at one point. And you're starting to see this team pull it together. Uh, and then they have a phenomenal month of December, a good month of January. And now we find ourselves in the top three of the Atlantic Division. Vasilevsky's playing phenomenal. He had a Vezina-type trophy night the other night in Boston. Um, they had a big win against Boston in a shootout. They're playing up to the level of the big, better teams, I think, in the NHL. Uh, and we get to see if, you know, as you know me, Chris, the, the one thing that has always kind of been the – really the Achilles heel for this team has been consistency. Now, can they bring that play that they had in Boston into tomorrow night's game against Colorado? We'll see. Um, but on the other side of that, you know, it, I think it presents regardless, win or lose a, a good test for this team. Cause I always like to see, especially after a big win, like against a team like Boston, you know, is that a fluke or is that kind of the start of something even better? And what other way to, to, to test that than to go up against you guys uh, who, you know, a lot of Lightning mm. fans, as they should be, are still pretty chapped about losing in the Stanley Cup Finals to you guys a couple of years ago. That's so, understandable. A little bit of a revenge game in the last matchup of okay. the year. All right. Ironically enough, in that building where yeah. it happened. So yeah. it People would be an forget. interesting matchup. And I know the Avalanche fan base are looking at the game the same way as a little bit of a prove it because the Avalanche just came off a win against the Washington Capitals, which is their first win since the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. So they also would like to see if this is sustainable, if this if this is a team going in the right direction. And from Tampa Bay, finally putting some pieces together and becoming kind of a winning unit again, I don't know where they see themselves for the rest of the season, but Colorado would like to prove that they are also putting something together. So I'm looking forward to this matchup because the avalanche mm -hmm. need this kind of like moment to turn things around and mm -hmm. back in Tampa, getting that W that'd be exactly that'd what the avalanche need. Right that'd now. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, I have and a I, question for you guys. Sorry, Chris, yeah. like, you know how I said, like the lightning were at one point we were out of the playoff race. Like it looked like, you know, is this the time? Should we start considering selling? You know, Stamkos may not mm. resign. It's time to maybe trade him. Was there ever a moment this year at any point? Now, I haven't really been following you guys as closely as I normally do, and some of my listeners probably don't, but, like, has, was there kind of a moment where you kind of looked at yourselves and were like, oh, crap, this may not be the kind of season we imagined it mm. to be where, you know, it might go all to the wayside? So, as from from a standings standpoint, no, like they they they've been uh, in a playoff spot pretty much all all season long. 
Um, and it's kind of been the way that we were expecting it between uh, the Avs and Dallas. And Winnipeg has been that like team that's been kind of like the surprise, right? So yeah, it, it was going to be like a two-headed monster. Who's going to be the third team in that division? Um, so right now it's the three of them. They've been in. They've been in. You know, they've been in the driver's seat sometimes, but they've never been standings-wise in jeopardy of of missing the playoffs. Now, where the the it gets a little bit interesting is how they're playing because. It has been it it has been a a roller coaster of a ride so far, Adam, and and we're seeing it now. Like before the 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 All Star break, things were good. Like I think the Az were playing their best hockey of the year heading into the All Star break. So much so that we didn't want the All Star break to come here because you wanted them to keep playing. And look what's happened. They've come out of this All Star break, and like Kyle just said, they just got a win on this six game road trip to start their their second half. Um, they just got a win. They got one point in overtime in the first game in New York, and they just get a win in Washington. So if even if they get a win in Tampa, it, it's not a good road trip that they've had. And that's been a year for the Avs. Yeah, it, honestly, it's one of those, if you're looking at the box score um, it's and you're looking at your place in the standings, it's business as usual for the Colorado Avalanche. But if you're watching night in, night out, the full 60, you could find something to complain about and say, hey, I don't know if this is sustainable. And over the course of two or three games, you might be right. They will get it corrected. They'll outscore this problem. They'll have a random shutout from Yorgiev just thrown in there somewhere, but then sub 900 save percentages through the rest of the stretch. It's so inconsistent, but they're sitting in a good place in the central. So everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Yeah. And for, you know, <clears throat> I think the last thing Avalanche fans wanted to hear from you, Denker, is uh, JoJo potentially being able to split time with the great Andre Vasilevsky, because that is where Avalanche fans are just their frustrations lie in not having a backup right now. And they had multiple times with with JoJo, multiple. And whenever he came through, he was not that good. So it wasn't like it was a, a downer when he left, but you know it seems like he's come into his own a little bit for with Tampa and to to not they would right now the Avalanche fan base would love to have him as a backup for for Georgia because he's just playing way too much and they don't have a reliable backup. So that's kind of where I want to go with this next question for you is like what is working for not just goaltending we know goaltending is, is you know they, they have the all-world Vasilevsky but what are the things that are working for the the lightning being an avalanche fan and and for an avalanche team what are the things that are going to be challenging for the avalanche to overcome for the lightning where are they playing well and where are they maybe a little bit vulnerable well one of the things that has really really changed I think um, the the way the Lightning have played this year has been the addition of Luke Lindenning. I think that having him in the rotation, I mean, he is the best faceoff guy on this team by far. And you couple him with with uh, Brandon Point, and then you also have Nick Paul in that mix. I mean, the Lightning are one of the best teams in the faceoff circle in the league. Uh, this team, that's really where they dominate. Um, they're one that's of their biggest one of their biggest issues last year was the fact that their puck possession, I mean, that's the kind of a game that they play, you know, and 
when you're losing face-off after face-off after face-off, it's kind of hard to dominate the puck possession. So having him in that oh. mix and being able to kind of um, lead the way in the face-off circle has really transformed this team. Um, the other thing that has really uh, helped this team down the road, especially in some of these tougher games, has been the power play. Um, they have been – I. You know, I'm I'm very skeptical sometimes about those numbers. You know, it, it, I think sometimes, you know, the Lightning also draw a lot of penalties. That's it, too, to where they're getting a lot more opportunities than maybe than most. And that's why the number is so high. But, I mean, really, it comes down to two words, and that's Nikita Kucherov. I mean, the way he has played this mm. year, he has a, he's done a phenomenal job on the power play. Um, and, and someone must have said to him in the offseason, just shoot the damn puck because this year he's been shooting at such a high rate to where he is going to shatter his career high in shots in a season. And the fact that they're just letting him go out there um, and basically take control of every sequence. I mean, it shows you not only how good he is, but also maybe there's some sort of um, transition, I guess, in the coaching room when they're trying to reevaluate how they should allow this team to play and. And really, that's been the things that have really helped this Lightning team. Now, on the other side of that, the things that they've really not done a good job of is really playing defense. And that's kind of why JoJo played so well early on in the season is that the, mm. the, the Lightning defense was so putrid that Joe Hansen only giving up maybe two or three goals was considered a great game. And, you know, that's really what it came down to. But then in the last couple of months, especially, this defense has really picked it up. Al, uh, Eric Chernak was back. Uh, he's back now and, and after missing about a month and, and he's playing better and he's healthy, which is really most important thing. Now on the downside of that, you lose Mikhail Sergachev in the Ranger game for the rest of the season. Uh, mm -hmm. The Lightning are definitely going to big, be big players at the deadline for a big time defenseman. So a lot of people are going to complain that, well, you know, especially if Sergachev returns for the playoffs. Well, you had this, this $8 million defenseman sitting on the bench for you. Um, hmm. You know, of course you're going to win games like this. Um, but really, you know, as long as they continue to play defense, which has been so shaky, I think that they'll be fine down the stretch. But um, if they could just rely on some of the things that I spoke about that have really worked out in their favor, I think they should be a very good team going forward. So I'm, I'm I'm hearing the Lightning are looking for defensemen, and you guys are having no problems winning faceoffs. Keep your phones open. Yeah, this is gonna be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, what, what what did you say? They so they told Kucherov he had to, to what? What did you say? That he had to, to play better or score more? What was it that you shoot, said? Shoot more. Shoot more. Okay. So then next year, what they have to tell him is care about the All Star game. That's <laughs> yeah. that's for next year. One thing at a time. Uh, all right, let's get a quick break in here, and then uh, I want to ask you where they're heading with the the trade deadline, if anywhere, and then we're going to talk about this uh, this heart race. So we'll talk about all that coming up next. All right, first, how would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you had hoped? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code LOCKED25. 
on. Again, that discount code is locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the five, the first five profiles for free. All right, sir. So uh, trade deadline is here. And uh, I always like to know what other fan bases are thinking, what they need, maybe who they're going after. I know the Lightning have been in, uh, in not unlike other teams, you know, kind of a cap crunch. And they had to kind of get rid of some guys maybe they didn't want to get rid of um, in the offseason. And where, where do they stand now? Like, what do they need? And can they make moves if, if need be? Well, up until... The Sergachev injury, Chris, I think it was really, you know, maybe another depth forward. Now, we weren't going to give up nearly as much as for Tanner Janot as we did last mm. year. But um, now, obviously, with, with Sergachev out, you know, that, that leaves a huge hole in this defensive core. Um, with with Sergachev being out, uh, you have $8.5 million off the books that you really Ooh, get to play helps. with. Um, really, what the issue now that lies is that your lack of assets um what 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 are you giving back and, and it really goes down to needs with teams i mean really the two front runners right now um well the two names that are being floated are noah hannafin from calgary and sean sure. walker from philly um i feel like the, the the walker one is a little bit of a stretch considering you know why would the flyers want to trade a defenseman a second liner uh when they're in the middle of making the playoffs themselves Right. Uh, so it looks like Hannafin right now might be the safer bet as Calgary looks like they're selling for the rest of the year. Um, but Which is weird because Calgary time, is, is kind of in the mix too. They're not that far back, but they're yeah, on, but they're think, towing that line of, do we, you know, even if we make it, we might not go far. So let's just set ourselves yeah, up a little I, bit more for the future. I, I think that they are going to be that kind of a team that we see every year that kind of tries to hold on as long as possible, but is going to pull the cord at some point. Um, I mean, they had a good effort the other night against the Rangers, so that that's maybe a little right. enticing. But right. <clears throat> I I think that you know Hannafin would be a good fit for this team, and and you know you you have the potential or the possibility if you choose to walk away from Stamkos after the year to sign this guy to a long term contract. And but at the end of the day, it really depends on you know what does Calgary value that the lightning have and frankly the lightning don't really have much they don't have mm. draft picks i mean the only thing that's mildly uh sexy to the eye in this year's draft that the lightning have is the blackhawks seventh rounder um other than that you know you, you have two more years without a first round draft pick do the lightning want to start trading away draft picks more when especially their their farm system is already depleted i mean that's mm. kind of the questions that that julian Brees boss is going to have to be asking himself going forward uh, so, you know, I would ideally in a perfect world would love to get Hannafin for for pennies on the dollar. But I, I doubt that Calgary is going to let him go for for anything more than what they deserve. I'm looking at that roster. Boy, that Anthony Sorelli name. No, nah, not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. And, and it's 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 interesting to hear how just one injury changes the kind of the game plan on how you guys are going to attack the rest of the season because the avalanche made a, a whole lot of moves before the season started one being ross the boss colton 
and Miles Wood and Ryan Johansson. And, you know, the Ryan Johansson move is just not working out. And hearing you talk about face-offs and controlling the puck just made me really sad inside. And I sure would love a member of the Avalanche to win a face-off. So to have, have that be a part of the Colorado Avalanche, teams in your situation... The Avalanche have defensemen. They have Ryan Johansson. They can make moves happen. So yeah, Ryan Johansson's like he, he's been okay on faceoffs. You can have him. You exactly. can be even better in faceoffs and get a lot slower in the process if you want to make that deal. I do that right now. So you're saying what Ryan Johansson for Anthony Sorelli? <laughs> we could give you Bo Byram or Sam Gerrard. I mean, it's I'll just semantics. Take, I'll take a newly minted Devon Taves. I mean. If you yeah, want, if you want to start mind. talking turkey here, boys. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> Clearly, we are not GMs. Um. All right. Let's get into this heart race, sir, because that's kind of where the you know the, these two teams are are connected right now. They they were connected with with the Stanley Cup final, obviously, and for this year, it's a a two headed battle between McKinnon and Kucherov. Yeah, that guy from Edmonton is is you know he's coming down the home stretch and he's uh gonna maybe make it a three three-way race i don't know i i think i think this is you know as long as these two guys continue the way that they're going i think it's between the, the two of them sure mcdavid will will get some looks because he's mcdavid we get it um but that's boring we, we talk about him all the time um mckinnon kucherov why is kucherov going to finish second to mckinnon I and I'm gonna sound a hundred percent biased for this, but I don't care. I mean, without yeah. I, I look at it this way: you take Cooch off this roster. In reality, where are the Lightning? They're mm-hmm. probably at the bottom, or or towards the bottom of the division right now, um, especially in the first couple of weeks of the season where you're missing your All Star goaltender. Um, this team's not playing any defense really. Um, you have a a goaltender in net who is playing well, putting up a valiant effort, but it's not the same as what you're accustomed to. And then on the other side of that, your offense is just really struggling to find its groove. You have Steven Stamkos, who still thinks he's he's Alex Ovechkin 2.0, uh, trying to just set up in the in the in the circle uh, for these mm-hmm. one timers, not working. <clears throat> Teams are totally prepared for it. Braden Point, he's playing well, but you know he can't do it all himself. Brandon Hagel's playing okay um but at the end of the day i mean you know you take kucherov away who is so heavily involved in pretty much everything that happens offensively offensively for this team you know those guys probably don't play well um if you insert a mediocre player or an average nhler um this team we could possibly be talking about a sell-off right now and so Mm -hmm. i i know it's you know it a lot of times you know we're we're it goes to McDavid because he's just doing spectacular things, but we got to get back to the core of the trophy here, guys. It's most valuable mm-hmm. player who's more valuable to their team. And I'm sure you would probably have somewhat of a similar um, argument for Nathan McKinnon. I mean, he has all the talent in the world. The guy, absolutely. I was talking about it on my show the other day when I was having this conversation, Nathan McKinnon scares the crap out of me knowing that right. we have to face off against him where he does pretty not not too far off the same amount of things that I think we could agree to a certain extent that Connor McDavid does. 
you know, with a little less speed. I think that, you know, those two guys aren't that far separated. Uh, but at the end of the day, you look at the guy who has the most points uh, and what he means to his team, and that's Nikita Kucherov. And, you know, just to, like, piggyback on Chris's question there, well, Nikita Kucherov, this is a wonderful year for him. This is, And it's fun to go back and forth and watch night in, night out, Nathan McKinnon and Kucherov go back and forth with their their output every night. But doesn't it feel like Kucherov is kind of doing this out of necessity to keep the season going for the Lightning? Because there are so many nights that we'll watch Nathan McKinnon do this, and he'll he had his four goal game, and it felt like Nathan McKinnon had another gear. Like it feels like Kucherov is doing this out of necessity, and McKinnon is doing this as a nicety. Like he could, <laughs> if he wanted to get six, he could. If he felt like the this season was on his back. There's a whole nother gear or two. And this isn't even playoff, Nathan McKinnon. Do you think this is sustainable for Kucherov for the rest of the year? Yeah, if, it, if that's a good question, man. If, if so much is yeah. riding on him, um, it, I know, you know, we're, we're so far into the season, but, you know, could there be some burnout there for, for Kucherov? I didn't really think about that, Kyle. So oh, that's 100%. A good way to look at and, and I think this is the thing that keeps up some Lightning fans because you know eventually – one thing, one one of two things is going to happen to him because that's just the way it is with this guy. He's going to get hurt, or he's going to just completely flame out. And huh. is the question is is it going to be in the regular season or in the first round of the playoffs? And wow. that's I think the scary thing. I think that's really the scary thing with this guy because I mean this is the first year in which he is really done a phenomenal job i mean you could tell he's probably in the best shape that he's been ever i mean he's doing everything he's laying out hits there was one game a couple of weeks ago where he was laying out hits in the dirty areas um but that's the thing that we always worry about with these with these big hits that he sees uh he got jacked up a couple of games ago where he got up slowly um and lightning nation collectively held its breath and and that's the one thing that's really scary with this guy is that when he gets injured, it's not a couple of games; it's a couple of months. Wow. So that's yeah. the thing that is that is I probably in the back of everybody's mind. But no, I I, I get where you're going with it, Kyle. Um, it, he's doing it at a necessity, a hundred percent. Like I said, if if it, whereas McKinnon's kind of just doing it because he's just out there having fun because he's top one of the top most talented players in the world. Where Cooch, yes, uh. very talented, top five in the league. But at the same time, like I said before, you don't get these performances out of him where he's getting two, three points per night. Lightning aren't where they are. And and it, it, mm -hmm. it could very well be the difference between a top three spot in the division or bottom of the division and possibly middle towards probably the middle of the of the league. Now, if if he doesn't flame out or whatever, and then both these guys continue at the pace that they continue at and finish off the season um one two in in scoring let's say that happens because you 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 kind of threw that in there saying like let's get back to what the mvp the essence of the mvp in in putting you know more of an emphasis on the value of the player and you know you threw in there that it's the guy who leads the league in scoring i'm not sold on that for this year you know because because if these two guys finish like within five points of each other I don't think voters are going to look at okay, well, I'm and, and Kucherov say Kucherov has more. I don't know if, if voters are going to say like okay, that's essentially like a tie in, in terms of points. And what do we do? We still have an award for the guy who wins 
who has the most points in the league. And we have an award for a guy who has most goals in the league. So they're going to get that. So I don't think there's as much of an emphasis on the overall who's leading in points. I think it goes back to your point on value. And both of these guys clearly have value to their team. And for the Avalanche fan base, it's going to lie with McKinnon. For the Lightning fan base, it's going to lie with Kucherov. And it's it's about those in-between you know, uh, people. And where, where do they sit? And, and especially voters. And I'm sorry, but what I think this is going to boil down to is the fact that Nathan McKinnon does not have one yet. And I honestly think some voters are going to look at that and say, that's a wrong that needs to be right because he should have had at least one already. That still will go down as maybe one of the most overlooked uh, heart trophy rejections ever when they gave it to Taylor Hall over Nathan McKinnon. So I think, and even having said that, I'm really excited to see, I want these guys to con- to continue and finish the season as is because I think this is going to be a fun and ex- uh, exciting vote and a really close vote. And when's the last time we've gone into a heart trophy award genuinely not knowing who it is? Like we we knew it was, you know, it was safe for one vote, it, uh, a unanimous Connor McDavid last year. So I think it's going to be a little bit exciting to hear the name read when you really don't know that it's, it's I think it's going to be really, really close. It's not going to be a runaway for either one of these guys. But I think in the end, I think that matters to some voters that they that that Nathan McKinnon does not have that on his resume yet. That's why I feel like they might lean to him a little bit more if he's already had one. Because Kucherov only has one, right? Does he have? Does yeah, he, have he only has one. Nineteen. If, yeah. So if they both had one, then we're talking about something different. But I, uh, it's just a personal feeling I have. Like that might push Nathan McKinnon over the top. I mean, I I, know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I I, I hope. He- Cooch wins it, but I, like I said, you know, I very much respect what McKinnon does and how he plays. So I wouldn't be mad. I'm sure there's some Lightning player, uh, Lightning fans that would be mad if he, mm-hmm. if McKinnon were to win. My only wish for this, and and I'm just as excited as you guys are, is that I don't know who's going to win. You know, but right. I will say this right now yeah. with you two guys here as my witnesses: if there are any votes for Austin Matthews in this race. <laughs> Those Canadian writers need to have their vote taken away and their credentials taken away because I was thinking about that today and I thought about you, Chris, when I was talking about on my episode. You know, he's up there in goals right now, and you know the Canadian media, how biased they are. If it's not going to McDavid, it's going to go to Matthews. Mm, Oh, okay. So, well, well, I mean... Time will tell, but th- it will make it interesting. It will make it very, very interesting. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see, and then do our our uh, off season crossover kitchen sink episode and, and include yeah. that. So, um, all right, let's get to uh, predicting this game. How do we feel like it's going to pan out? We'll get to some predictions. We'll do that coming up next. First, let's hear from Game Time, and you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event because Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Some of the stuff that we love about Game Time is, of course, like we said, the view from your seat, the way it's incorporated into the app. It's beautiful. Kyle just scrolls endlessly looking at 
views of stadiums in the game time app because he's just that type of guy. You never know. You never know. So, uh, and they also have flash deals and zone deals. So if you're looking for a specific zone, you can uh, focus in on that and get some pretty sweet deals. So go to game time, download the app, create an account, use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account and redeem the code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Avs and Lightning. Let's get to some predictions here. We kind of talked in the beginning on uh, what's going well for the Lightning. This is almost like a carbon copy, these two teams, save for the the goaltending. Goaltending is, I think, you know, you guys obviously have the, the upper hand in that. But defensively, it's been a little bit of a struggle for the Avalanche. It seems like it has been for the Lightning. Offensively, Avs have been outscoring their problems, which is not what you want. But offensively, they're uh, they keep going back and forth with Vancouver on who has uh, most goals in the league. So they're right up at the top. Um, and clearly, with Kucherov doing what he's doing, you know, points are not a problem for either one of these teams. So clearly, this is going to be a one to nothing game in a shootout. Correct? <laughs> right. What do you think, Denker? What do you got? I really liked this game to end. You know, th- tight. 3-1, 2-1, kind of a lower scoring on the lower side of things, one goal game. Um, I'm really hoping to have Cooch and McKinnon both go off because I believe this game isn't on national television, so I hope this will make the Travesty. league, um, you know, kind of punch yeah. the air when they find out that Cooch and McKinnon both have three points and two goals each. So I, I, I just hope a good game out of both teams. If the Lightning go out there and play well, um, I, I, I know that they have a good chance of winning. If they lose, listen, I never get angry about losing to the good teams. And as long as there is a good effort and they're not completely played out of the building, I think that, especially if they show the same effort they played against Boston the other night, I think they have a good shot as any. Um, I expect a big game out of Cooch. You know, he might seem lackadaisical when maybe asked about this stuff. And, you know, there was actually, Chris actually brought it to my attention a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Stamkos came out and made those comments about, you know, how Cooch is really not getting the, the attention he deserves. Um, it is what it is. I mean, Tampa, you know, whatever market you want to view them as. But I, I, Hope he has a great game, and and I hope McKinnon does too. And then you know we could kind of say in this last matchup of the year, uh, your two superstars, the two guys that you know are going for it in points, uh, play their butts off, and you know you leave the rest to the faceoffs and the goaltending, and and let the game unfold from there. Yeah, which is Kyle not Shaken what the Avalanche are known for right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> and they, the Tampa Bay Lightning, will be coming into this matchup with the tenth ranked face-off percentage in the league the abs are sitting down in the 20s like this is not what you want and by the way let's we haven't mentioned it this whole episode Tampa Bay Lightning have the best power play in the league oh yeah Hmm. and the Colorado Avalanche are going to be heading into Tampa and you can't get caught up in that moment the hostile environment you can't get baited into that physical play draw a penalty that home cooking referee and then you get it in the box, and Tampa just starts pounding away on the power play. The Avalanche have to play the game in between the ears because half this team 
they don't they don't have any of those memories for the the cup and the rivalry between the two teams in that finals half that cup winning team is no longer a part of this avalanche team so you you have to be smart with it and this game every game since the all-star break i have felt worse and worse about this matchup it's going to be tight it's going to be high scoring it's going to be physical it might even take extra frames or possibly a shootout but it's going to be one of those games and when you thankfully arizona's on the other side for the colorado avalanche of this tampa bay lightning matchup but you just that's, want to get through it that's not you, thankfully no they, they struggle they, against arizona for some reason they yeah. are the kryptonite for the colorado they avalanche. are that's they that's, are. that's understood but this tampa bay matchup is going to be brutal and you want to see what this team looks like for playoff matchup this is this is take a picture mm. this is a this is yeah. playoff hockey Definitely sets the tone for the rest of the year for both teams, I yeah. think. Yep. Uh, for, for me, Adam, you, you said you don't mind losing to good teams. I, I we, we talked to Kyle and I talked about this last week. I hate losing to good teams because those are the teams that you, you, you measure yourself up to. I don't mind losing to them if it's like just a battle and you're like, you know, back yeah, and forth and, and one, you know what I mean? That, that I, I can take that. But the Avs have had two pretty bad losses on this road trip against Carolina and then against Florida where they just got outplayed and yeah. those I don't like so I don't want that to happen I don't want another game the Ranger game that was a good game that was a hard fucking you were, you were in control of that game for a lot of it and then you said two late goals and and you know you, you get the overtime point um I I don't want what happened in Carolina I don't want what happened in Florida so and and I don't know right now like the the way that this road trip has gone it's it's been a battle for the, the only game they've looked semi good is the last one in in Washington, and that's Washington. That that's not a that's not the Lightning. That's not uh, uh, Carolina. So I want to see. I would love it. I would love a you know Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird back you know mm. back and forth Kucherov and McKinnon. That would be a highlight to me. And you see you know some killer saves by both of these guys, and it needs overtime to to get decided. And that that's what I want to see. What I what we're gonna get, it it, it it you just don't know with this avalanche team right now. You could get that, you could get the they get shut out five to nothing. You really don't know. Or you were gonna you were gonna say something, Kyle. Yeah, and you were saying the best game of the year or of this little road trip that also had two empty net goals in it. So yeah. Well, I mean, and, and they needed empty net goals because it was an absolutely horrible call that let uh alice ovechkin get a power play goal so they, they were in that position because of the refs thank you so whatever um all right let's wrap this thing up uh it, it should be entertaining should be fun you know obviously two very good teams so let's hope they they play like that out on the ice mr denker throw out where uh, our fans can uh follow you over on the socials Give me a follow at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. If you want to hear about my post-game views of tomorrow night's game, go ahead and follow us uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. I want to hear the hate from Avalanche Nation under in the comments. I want to, I want to feel it. No. I want to feel no. it. I want to be able to, to take it with me throughout my day and just nestle it near. So <laughs> go ahead. No and, well, there is no hate. Win. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, maybe after that. If, if, if you know you fail to win a face off or you know stop a puck but oh that'll uh, happen 
<laughs> if, if this is anything less than 70-30 for face-offs, I will be shocked. I'm going to say right <laughs> now the Lightning are going to win 52% of the face-offs tomorrow night. I will fan duel that. I will fan duel that right now. And and Luke Landenning's going to go off like Patrice Bergeron off. It's it's probably I, I say 70-30 kind of joking, but um uh, what was it just like wasn't it like 65 35 last game yeah game? he's yeah, yeah. It, it was it's atrocious it's horrible, it's horrible so you guys um, don't 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 shine the turd banker <laughs> it's <laughs> it's bad it's bad all right uh and if any of you lightning fans want to follow us over on uh twitter x lop and underscore avalanche as well as all the socials and you can follow mr shaggy von doom on his personal page at Shaggy Von Doom. Anywhere you look. Funny how that works. All right, everybody. uh, Enjoy the game. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's appreciated from Locked On Lightning. He's Mr. Mixtape Adam Denker. I'm Chris Maselli. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom from Locked On Lightning. And uh, we'll check you guys tomorrow after the game. Go, Abs, go. Go.